Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Uncomfortable, comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. everybody, thanks so much for tuning into Uncomfortable the podcast. I'm Debbie Roach and today I'm chatting with Lisa and Paula from Truefell about igniting your sensuality. Now Truefell is a movement that provides the tools through chocolates, resources, network connections and events to facilitate the awakening of your inner desires and sexuality. Lisa met her husband while still in high school and after 25 years she was well aware that she needed to find ways to keep the passion exciting in her marriage. She started to experiment with cannabis and chocolate as aphrodisiacs. And the results? Well I'll leave that to Lisa to tell you about in the episode. Now, Paula was fortunate enough to be the guinea pig that helped Lisa perfect the delicious Truth L chocolates. After experiencing the benefits of Truefell, these two ladies also became inspired to learn more about and to share in the discussions of sensuality. I hope that you enjoy our conversation, but as always, there will be some adult language, so when listening, pop on those headphones. Lisa and Paula, thank you so much for joining me on the Uncomfortable Podcast. I am excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you very much for having us. We're super excited too. We awesome. are. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. I know a little bit about your business, but I'm excited for you to tell the listeners what exactly is Truefell and tell us how it came to life. All right. Well, I can tell you definitely about what Truefell is. Um, so we are both founders of Trafal, and we've created cannabis-infused chocolate truffles to enhance women's sexual wellness. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so our aphrodisiac truffles enlighten cannabis-curious women to be liberated in their sexuality. And Paula can tell you about the movement that Trafal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Trafal originally, when we started it, started as uh, chocolate-infused aphrodisiacs. But since then, we're now into our third year, it's become more of a movement. The chocolates is just part of it, but we do so much more. We have a community of women um, learning about sex, learning about pleasure, learning about intimacy. And we have events, we have experts come in and teach. And so it's become much more a movement about women owning their sexuality and intimacy and, um, and all of us going through a journey together. Nice, nice. Now, to me, that sounds like it's really needed. Plus, I love chocolate and I love sex. I don't have much experience <laughs> with cannabis, I'll be honest. I'm kind of one of those people in BC, I think I'm the only person who's never got high in my life. Um, but hey, you know, I'm still 30, so maybe I'll have achieved that by 40. That could be a new life goal. So, um, <laughs> you achieve in Vancouver. 40s is fun. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not far off, so I'm pretty excited 
did, which I think is great. Uh, we're having this conversation about kind of igniting sensual mm-hmm. desires in 40s because even in 30s, like sometimes that can slip away. Life gets busy, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit um, what life was like for you ladies prior to Truffel and how yeah. it changed. Well, okay. So we started Truffel because I was going through a midlife crisis at the t- that I thought at the time, but looking back now, it was actually more of a midlife awakening. Um, I was bored. Um, I've been with my husband for 26 years, met when we were 13, and then got together from 16 until now. Wow. Uh, and when I turned 40, that was around 20 years that we've been together, and I was saying to myself, there's got to be more to life than this and we had, we've always had a great marriage but you know sex was vanilla mm-hmm. it was it was maintenance sex mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so uh, that and then I started going down the path of like okay well what could I try that would bring a little bit more spice into my life and that's when I thought about cannabis like the mm. safest drug out there because mm-hmm. I am a mother of two and I started um, I love to cook, so naturally I started baking with cannabis, making edibles, and brought my good friend here, Paula, <laughs> along for the ride. Mm. Guinea, and she was my biggest guinea pig. What a ride it's been! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I, I don't know how you trusted me with that dosage. That well, Lisa and I have known each other for what is it like? Almost 15, 15 years, years now. Yeah. So I trust her. We've, mm-hmm. we've been um, collaborating in business for many years. We went to, we did our MBAs together. So we have we have a long history. And Lisa tends to be on the safe side, although she has a very strong, curious side to her, which is probably what brought the, the uh, cannabis into her life and then into mine. <laughs> but similar to Lisa, I, you know, I've just hit 21 years of marriage. Congratulations to both of you, by the way. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Pretty so, amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and sex was fine, which is, we call the F word. So mm, yeah. <laughs> we're having sex. It's fine. fine. And yeah, me too. I'm, I was thinking, is this, is this it? Like, this is as good as it's ever going to be. Because I remember in my early 20s, sex being really fiery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, as women, we're kind of told the natural, natural route. And we're here to say it's not the natural route necessarily for all, all women. We, many of us still have a lot of sexuality in us. It's just gone dormant. Life gets busy. We have kids. We have work. Our brains get busy. And sex just does not take a priority in our lives. And we just assume it's our sex drive sort of fading away. But really, it's still in there. There's mm-hmm. a little beat in there. And that's what the cannabis helped yeah. us find. It ignited our sen- sexuality, sensuality. It kind of has woken us up to remind us how good it was. How good it to is. To be hungry for sex. <laughs> yes, to be hungry for your husband. So when was that moment when you kind of realized that that's what cannabis was doing? Oh, you have a funny moment. Well, my, yeah, mine is a little bit not the same as a lot of the women that have uh, become part of our community, our Trafal community. But mine was Lisa experimenting with me, giving me a little bit too much while we were in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very crazy experience. I don't even know why I ever tried any cannabis ever again in my life. But like I said, I trust her. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I'll try again. <laughs> but anyway, on that trip, um, something about my inhibitions went down. 
maybe it was Vegas, maybe it was it's the cannabis oh, a combination. Yeah. But I I let myself be flirted with and I decided I'm just gonna go with it. And for whatever reason being flirted with, all of a sudden this spark came on like, ooh, this is kind of fun. So I went home and told my husband about it and it was life changing. Wow. And um, I realized, you know, in retrospect, I'm not alone. So many women, so many mothers and married women go through this. Our brains just get so busy, so busy that you just can't always be in the present when you're being intimate. Mm. And so the cannabis really brought that, brought so much more intimacy. Let me be present with my husband instead of thinking about the million things that had to be done. Yeah, so, do you mind me asking, like, what was your husband's reaction? If you're willing to share that. Oh, so you're saying, so I flirted in Vegas. And now I'm I'm woke. (laughs) I don't know. I think it was the timing. And he's a a pretty open person when I catch him in the right mood. And he's pretty secure with me. So, I mean, we've been married for a very long time. Our pillars are fairly strong. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to all come tumbling down because I decided to be flirtatious. Yeah. For, for a trip in Vegas. it's uh, There's a lot more holding us together than that. So What was it about flirting that woke but, you up, though? Like, that woke your sexuality up? Well, for for uh, my type of personality, I like feeling attractive. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about that. So feeling being flirted with made me feel attractive. Mm-hmm. And that um, sort like of that sparked other things. It's like confidence boost, too, right? And just kind of realizing that you are a sexual being and it's yeah. easy to forget that. Absolutely. And one of the other things, too, is that I realized when I was younger and single, being hit on or flirted with lit me up. Mm-hmm. Like, it it could be the confidence boost or whatever else, but something about it lit me up. And It's your arousal type. It's my arousal type. Yeah. And so, you know, 18 years later, where I had my blinders on and I did not flirt, I didn't look at other men because I loved my husband so much mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to do that. Um, all of that went sort of dormant and I forgot about it. And I guess it's maybe like smelling an old scent that (laughs) brings you to another place or listening to a song. This was like, ooh, do you remember how that used to feel? Yeah. And my husband, to answer that question, was obviously happy. The rewards for him were wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. They, the biggest beneficiary. He's probably telling all the other husbands, like, you got to get your wife out flirting. Husbands love sending their wives to our trophel events. I bet. Because the one commonality is all the wives go home and want to bang their husbands. <laughs> just a simple act of talking about sex mm-hmm. makes you want to you know, have more sex. Yes. And we do it in a fun, authentic, and very supportive way. Yes, yes and safe. Yeah. And safe, safe super safe, good. confidential. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So what about you, Lisa? When was that moment for you? Did it Was it a little different for Paula? Uh, well, that... I think it was. It didn't happen like one moment. It was mm. just a series of, of things. Like we, I just went on this self discovery and had this hunger to learn more about sex and sexuality. And then I uh, turned to a good friend of mine, Dr. Petra Zebrov, who was a sexologist, mm. and we started bringing her into our events. And then she's actually writing a book right now called The Arousal Types. No, I don't know if that's the exact name, but that's the model that she uh, created. And it's, you've heard of the sex language? Uh, no, sorry, the love languages, yes. the five love yes. languages. So th- this is like the four sex language. Nice. So okay. knowing what um, your type is, 
versus your partner's time, that was a big wake like wake up call for me. Like I often wonder, like Paul and I are very different types. Like she's an attractor and I'm more of an intimate. So that flirting thing doesn't do what what it does for me than it do, does for her. So just helping me understand her and the, how what that lights her up and how my other girlfriends are lit up by different, depending on what type they are. And we could leave a link on your show notes oh, yeah, to, for this um, that would the be Cosmo great. quiz on what type you are because that is huge. Yeah. So just I think for me it was just this constant thirst to find out more about sex and about each other. That was really it's a gradual and I'm, we're still on this journey. It's been mm-hmm. three years wow. and still. But you know whatever I learned I would bring back to my husband and like mm-hmm. let's try this, let's try that. So it just made it, gradually made it more fun and made it better like I'm on my third marriage to the same man so we just keep on recreating redesigning it wow. based on you know what we take and yeah and share with each other and and say husbands it's it's a it's a difficult conversation for them it's mm-hmm. a difficult conversation for men because they don't they, they want to believe that they have been doing the right thing so our transformation definitely has an intimidating aspect to it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really wonderful when you can communicate it at the right time and in the right ways and in a safe way to your partner so that they can embrace it so that you can yeah. do the journey together. Mm-hmm. It isn't as simple as just coming in yeah. and bringing yeah. it up. It's very, it's, it's very, yeah. um, there's a level of risk to it and a level of fear. Yeah. yeah, I mean, most conversations around sex can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. So yeah. I imagine, especially when you've been with someone for 20 something years and yeah. you want to change it up, that's yeah. hard. That's hard to sit down and talk to them. And like, what advice do you have for people? Because you've both gone through that. So for women who kind of do want to sit down with their partners and be like, hey, you know, we need to spice this up a bit. Well, get them trafelled, give them some cannabis <laughs> chocolates. <laughs> so then, then their inhibitions are, are not as, are more removed mm-hmm. and their ego is not mm-hmm. so. Ego's a big one. Yeah, right? Like mm-hmm. the walls come down. Yeah. yeah. The, other, the other piece of advice is um, many men will take it as there being something wrong with them. Yeah, we something that needs them. to be fixed yes women are, are a little more open in general generalizing but men mm-hmm. tend to you know hold on to what they've done and if you're wanting to change it they they can't at times take it like there was something wrong mm. so being able to phrase it in such a way that it's more about evolving not about fixing there's nothing mm-hmm. there was what you had before was good for when it was happening but that things are changing and you're changing and your desires are changing mm-hmm. and all you want is to Prove your intimacy from where it is, and the, but trying to ensure that they don't feel like you're trying to fix or they're not good enough. Right? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Sexually, men cannot feel that they're not good yeah. enough. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, even I feel that way sometimes. Right? Maybe yeah. I'm not good enough in well, bed. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We all question. We all question that. That's so. kind of an internal struggle for yeah. a lot of people. And mm. definitely very challenging when you're in a relationship for a very, very long time mm-hmm. um, and you haven't asked for what you want. Oh, and yes. part that. of the challenge with that is that a lot of us women, and especially women in, in our 40s who were raised uh, a certain way, younger generations don't have this issue as much, is that we didn't know enough about sex mm-hmm. to know what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We knew we had to please our partner. Yeah. And 
that was the validation. But to actually know what we wanted, we didn't know, and let alone our partners, because we're not guiding them, we don't know. Yeah. So our Trafel events help us learn all kinds of techniques and um, things that we never, we never would have known unless somebody taught us. Yeah. yeah. yeah and we can take that back to our husbands and say, I learned this new technique. If you, you know, touch very softly or if you do this, so you're not taking away what they've been doing, but you're just augmenting to mm -hmm. what's possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's a huge need for more sex education at yeah. every age range, right? Yeah. I mean, especially at high school, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you kind of tested this with other women. So you both kind of felt like you were getting results and decided to take that next step. So how yeah. did that process all pan out? Well, I'm the type that when I find something good, I share it. And I share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. No, voluntarily or not. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Whether you want her advice or not, you're getting you're it. You're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> or else we'll just very innocently say, try this chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> And they're beautiful yeah. chocolates, by the way. They Even are. If you just love they're chocolate. Beautiful, and they're there's gorgeous. no like there is no cannabis taste mm -hmm. in it at all. Yeah. So it's really dangerous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm a chocoholic. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, I just told everybody and it started, you know, giving them away. I had we had lots of guinea pigs around, and all of our events we have the chocolates available for women to try, and the feedback was great. It was amazing, like what it did for 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 women at our events. It, it totally made them share more, like and be more comfortable. Women become so close after our yeah. events mm -hmm. because it's such an uncomfortable topic that yeah. many of yeah. them have never even well, shared with others. Well, we make it fun. Right, we make mm -hmm. it fun yeah. and it's safe. So, um, yeah, it's a really good place for that. Yeah, and the other thing we, you know, in, as far as recruiting people in our journey, in our Trafalgar journey, is that it's amazing when you see how people react when you bring up sex. Mm. So Lisa and I, like I said, we've known each other for fifteen years. We became a hundred or a thousand times closer when we suddenly started talking about sex. Yeah. It opened up. It wasn't only sex, but it's all of a sudden. We, we had opened ourselves it's a and we opened up yeah. this closeness that was at yes a completely different level and you'll be shocked at people that you've had very close relationships with if you bring up sex yeah. how these walls come down yeah because yeah. it's yeah. it's it's two things it's authenticity and it's vulnerability mm -hmm. and when you share those two things with people it immediately makes or breaks it right yeah, yeah. You, people don't want to go there then you, you just won't ever get there. But people that want to go there, you become so much closer to them. Yeah, and it's actually, I found amazing, just through these podcast episodes, like how much people actually are craving yes. to go yes. there. Yes. They're desperate to have these conversations yes. with their girlfriends, with their partners, dear God, with a stranger, just so that they can feel heard and know that they're not maybe the only person who mm -hmm. is struggling with, you know, feeling sexy or having any kind of sexual desires. So the minute you kind of open up and that person wants to talk, dear God, they'll tell you the world, yes. right? And I love that moment. I love yes. those moments and I imagine you get a lot of them so, at your events. Yes, we do. Yes, and the other person, which is probably the person I was when Lisa started to bring this up, is the person that thinks they don't care to have that conversation because they have no, not really that much interest. Mm -hmm. no but then when you start having the conversations more and more, you realize, oh, I do need to talk about these mm -hmm. things, but it's because I've been ignoring it in my life yeah. 
in my mind and my conversations that I thought it had no place when in yeah. fact it's always had a place it just got filed away yeah yeah like everything else came first mm -hmm. right it's like we need to start making sex a priority <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> There's so many benefits. I so oh, many yeah. benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, like, tell us a little bit about the people who have gone through your program, the outcomes, how you've adapted it, because like it's been a three-year process, and I mm -hmm. can imagine, or I, I mean, I'm assuming, but just knowing from like the business world, when something starts, it's a small kind of seed, and then it just completely grows. That process is yeah. pretty epic. Well, we have a couple of case studies mm. that have been following uh, us. I could talk about Miss um, K, mm -hmm. and then maybe you could talk about Miss D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Miss K, she is actually part of Trifel. Um, she's our assistant. She does uh, a lot of the background stuff for us. And she, when she first started working for me, she was quite broken, I think, sexually, uh, very deprived. And I pushed her to explore. She thought her sex life was dead. She never thought that she would ever love again. And then we, I brought her on this journey because she, you know, she had no choice because she was working for me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she's like, this is the best job. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh. now she is. Now she's saying that, right? For sure. But I mean, yeah, I, I pushed her to to give it another try because it's been seven years since she divorced. It wasn't a good marriage for her. Um, and so I, I pushed her to go and see uh, James is his name and he is uh, I would call him a sexual healer because hmm. he did he healed her in so many ways wow yeah and he made her uh, um, you know feel love and sex and sensuality all over again and it changed her life and then she went back online and dated this is all through a whole journey mm -hmm. so as I, we were going through her our journey she was going through her journey too with uh, Trafel using Trafel and giving herself uh, the, the confidence to get out there so now she's online uh, she was she was online and then she found Mel the love of her life amazing and he's he's got a six-pack so <laughs> <laughs> she is really happy very very sexually active and it, it's just amazing the transformation and the confidence that she's had mm -hmm. and the focus on the sex that she has yes now. yeah yes like it's part of her life yeah, yeah. she became a different person yeah Could, yeah. yeah couldn't believe it's the same person yeah. that's so amazing that's, yeah that's one example yeah and then miss um, d I'll, I'll this one i'll just make it quite short but she hadn't uh, she's you know she's like her partner she's single um but hadn't had a, a vaginal orgasm and part of it was the blocks in her in mm. her mind that were uh, preventing it. So she could orgasm, but not through sex, through intercourse. And she tried the trafels, and she's been to many of our events. And um, she was able to have her first vaginal orgasm. Wow. So trafel really for her was, uh, it opened the pathways of how this works. Yeah. So now she can do it without any sort of substance uh, assistance. But she was able to find it. She was able to yeah. find the route to get there. Yeah, it kind of opened her up. 
yeah. to kind of yeah. yeah feel that that's amazing and and sadly um you know hearing of women who have never had a vaginal orgasm is more common than one would think so the fact that there's something out there that can potentially help you kind of reconnect is is yeah. pretty epic. yeah get past the the mind yeah now would you say that Truefell started out as a business venture or did that just happen to happen yeah I think it's it's for 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 us we have a business background but this didn't necessarily begin as a business Mm -hmm. venture it began as a journey Mm -hmm. and a journey that we wanted to share um and then our business background has obviously been feeding into it as a possible opportunity Mm -hmm. but being able to just enjoy the journey is still our number one driving force which is um which may evolve depending on how regulations come about Uh, but with or without regulations Trafel still exists as as a movement for women yeah yeah Yeah. I I think the future is a little bit unpredictable because of the regulations but it will always be a movement and if anything, you know, a social enterprise that will help women um, ignite their sexuality because that's what we love. And yeah. So it's more about like the events and the coming yeah. together of women and the education aspect around sex and opening up. And yes, we're not yeah. actively selling products. Mm-hmm. We're we have the events where women can come and try the Trafel, um, but mostly it is it is the movement. Nice. And so is it going to kind of full time or is it still something that you're juggling other things with? But it ha- it seems like it has the potential to yeah. be quite the business venture. Yes, it definitely does have yeah. the potential. But it's not full time right now because of the regulations. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's needed, if mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> it yes. sounds like it's really needed. But the conversation is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so until the regulations are in place just to be able to have the conversations and for yeah. women and especially our cohorts you know the 40 the something yeah. um, women who are not regular cannabis users yeah. who may believe that this is the natural cause the natural progression of sex drive it's pre-menopause then menopause and we're all told mm-hmm. that it's supposed to fade away when perhaps for a lot of women it will never fade away if they keep it alive yeah mm-hmm. now that kind of brings uh, like me around to a good point there's the people who maybe still have a bit of a stigma around using cannabis or they never have before and maybe they're a little bit scared I know like mm-hmm. I was before I tried one of your chocolates because I wasn't quite sure how I was going to react so how do you kind of you know prepare or have that conversation with someone who's interested but a little bit hesitant well yeah we encourage them to come out to our events. Mm-hmm. That is the best way to try Trafel and try cannabis for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Because at our events, we don't only educate about sex, but we educate about consumption. Mm, yes. Right. And our events are always fun. It's experiential. So um, it's, a, it's a safe place where you could have a Trafel and have a glass of wine because our dosage is very, very mm-hmm. light. So it's it's a safe dose where you could have both and talk about sex and have a great time with a bunch of really cool, amazing women. Um, yeah, and in addition, uh, regarding uh, new users or users who are nervous, uh, one of the things that we educa- educate our users on is that when you are you know at the farmers markets or another place where you can buy cookies and gummies and all of those things, well, it's very hard to 
um, to actually uh, know how much THC is actually in mm. each product because it doesn't emulsify when you're cooking it. So you could buy a cookie and you eat the end that's got all the THC and your friend eats the end that doesn't oh, and yeah. one of you is green and the other one says it doesn't work. Yeah. It's so easy for that to happen. <laughs> so we know where we're, our market or the women that come mm-hmm. to our events, um, they're cautious. Yeah. And so we, we source the products from very good sources. Mm-hmm. We actually dose each trophel individually wow. so that it is always predictable and our, yeah. the women always know what they're getting. They're not going to get one strong one and one yeah. that has nothing and it. it's always going to be the same and it's um, and that way we're keeping it safe and like Lisa said the dose is very mild. A lot of women may feel nothing except for a little bit more calming and being in the present. Mm. So if you plan to have a sexy night with your partner and it doesn't work out because the kids are up you are fully functional. It's not any yeah. more than having had a glass of wine that evening. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're going to get really high and then, you know. Unless you have two. Unless you're three. three. <laughs> <laughs> you get overconsumed. <laughs> but start very small is yes. something you always can I'm happy with one. Yeah. For me, one is the perfect. I like mm-hmm. to be in control. I don't yeah. want to, to uh, feel like I'm, I'm very high. So one and a glass of wine. For me, is is my yes. ideal place. You like our wine, perfect combo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. Yes, we had to we had to create a dose that you could have a glass of wine with. Yeah, that was very important for us. <laughs> we call it the happy hour dose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two, actually, two trif- and one actually one you will also find your partner's jokes funny again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe two for some people. Yeah. yeah. Depending on their husbands. Yeah. yeah. Depends if it's really bad dad jokes or something, right? <laughs> yeah, but the guys love it because we, you know, we start laughing. Oh, oh, oh guys, we want you to find them funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's really hard to find the same jokes funny after years and years. You can almost hear them before they come. It's like, oh, oh that joke. Yes. I know. Like, I just instantly think of my dad who still tells the same Elton John <laughs> joke every time anybody mentions Elton John or an Elton John song is on and it's exactly. just like I feel for my mom because she probably has heard it like you know three times more than I have so if your mom had a trafal she'd find yeah. it funny <laughs> well unfortunately she's in the UK so oh. sorry mom maybe if you come to visit Canada we can sort that out for you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll keep some for her yeah. so I'm actually curious about the experimental stage when you were cooking with cannabis because that oh. must have been completely new oh my god and it took a long time to I get bet. to the dosage that we are I know. now yes. oh my gosh it's, it took a long time <laughs> and did you like just have to find YouTube videos are there cookbooks out no. there or well first we started making them with oil so um and then now uh, we've evolved to using distillates, so which is a very, it's it's much better. So there's no taste, there's no scent, there's mm-hmm. no, uh, you know, it's it's just overall and a more accurate. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's pure THC. There, uh, we are toying with putting CBD into mm-hmm. our product in the future, mm-hmm. but at this moment it's just TX, THC. So you and the herbs as well. Oh, of course. The aphrodisiac that is something that's also evolved okay so in, yeah in the beginning it went from making brownies <laughs> to now having a very sophisticated product with a blend of aphrodisiac herbs in there and distillate so it's an a, a recipe that's that works that tastes delectable 
because they're like proper little like beautiful truffles that you mm-hmm. would go to like a fancy chocolatier mm-hmm. place exactly. and buy right i'm assuming you we that wasn't the small world production <laughs> artisan yeah very we're definitely artisan. very artisan we had the yeah. recipe created for us and yeah. the herbal uh, blend created for us and then the rest is artisan. Yes, yeah. we're artistic. Yeah, they're they're gorgeous. So I highly recommend heading to a true fell event. <laughs> Just even for the chocolate, but you'll yeah. get so much more out of it. I'm guessing. More. Yeah, and we do have the non-infused version with just the herbs oh, as nice. well. Okay, so for people, again, like myself, who are a bit kind of uh, clueless when it comes to cannabis, like the difference between CBD and the um, THC, THC. Yes. what exactly is that? So CBD and THC both have healing um, properties in them, so people could take them both for pain. But CBD doesn't have any psychoactive uh, effects, so um, only THC does. Mm. So for aphrodisiac, THC is definitely what you want, not yeah. CBD. CBD That's will help body. with the calming okay. of it. But in terms of the sensitiv- like um, sensitivity mm-hmm. and sensuality, THC is what you want. So we were thinking about putting the CBD for the calm, calming mm-hmm. effect. And yeah. the, and the um, circulation. Mm-hmm. So oh. having increased circulation, which then can go to the right places. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a year it's got like amazing it health is. benefits. Yes. I have a friend who kind of, you know, swears by it yeah. just for uh, some chronic pain. So a year, great thing. So yeah, you great. know, sometimes when people that do have pain mm-hmm. and they, they take uh, a trifel or edible, they possibly could not feel high. And the reason mm-hmm. is because the THC uh, goes into your body and targets the pain. Mm. And it relieves the pain. Okay. And then it, it's used towards the pain, therefore it doesn't make you high. Ah, okay. So that's why medical users, they have to increasingly have very, very high dosages. Oh, okay. Yes. If we took the dosage that a lot of medical users take, yeah, we would be like, yeah. Flying high. Yeah, you flying wouldn't high. be able to have sex. You'd be no, no. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you'd be going to the moon together. Though. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice, but. <laughs> That's pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah. So, our, you know, just again, our target market are cannabis curious, mm-hmm. right? Not uh, medical yeah. users or, or heavy advanced users. heavy users. Yeah. We're, there's a huge market out there, women who would love to help and to provide trifle for just to get them out of their head, mm-hmm. right? And refocus on their uh, relationship and their and their marriage and yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like you're both kind of um, targeting two uncomfortable conversations. First, the sex one, and then the kind yeah, of stigma around cannabis, right. right? So, especially in our market, which okay. is yeah. which is not uh, exactly. an open market when it comes to users yeah and how do you how do you find uh the women who come to your events or how do they find you word of mouth mostly word of mouth but it's trust me it's not easy like when when we say let's come and talk about sex and have some cannabis (laughs) well a lot of women yeah a lot of women have thought we're having orgies (laughs) wow (laughs) i like getting super super high It's like, yeah. oh no, we didn't. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. It's like, why? I just, I think it's just a little too out there. Why? And then you find out they think we're having oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it's very safe. Well, hey, there so, might be a market for that. There yeah. might be. No, that's right? not yeah. what we're doing. And it got better when we put on the event, uh, event bright, fully clothed event. So. <laughs> 
I know. But it's just the imagination just goes there, right? I bet. I had a, a great conversation uh, on ethical non-monogamous relationships with uh, an amazing couple who are in East Coast of Canada, and the one thing they were talking about the lifestyle and they said they go on these kind of lifestyle vacations and I was kind of asking like well what does that look like and she's like you know it's not like you just pile into the hotel and there's an orgy in the lobby like you don't have to do that and I was like oh right and she's like I mean if you want to have an orgy in the lobby you totally can but you don't have to right and I just thought it was a really interesting conversation for someone like me who knows nothing about that world it definitely made me kind of more open to that world right so it's like that sex conversation once it opens even if it's just about you know exploring again with your husband it can open even more fun doors if you want to yes. and you're willing to yeah. go there well you should come to your next event i know <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a, a few events going on people can find them just by going to truefail.com yes. yes. right yes we're taking a break for the summer yeah to spend with our kids but in september we're going to be back up Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll make sure to post the links to those events and your website um, there. But just uh, one last question, kind of what's the outlook for Truefell now? Um, what have you guys got brewing? What can you share that's that you're willing to share that's happening in the business? Well, the fall is going to be an exciting time because that's when the regulations are going to be finalized. Mm, good. So we'll have a lot more clarity and certainty around that in the future. Mm-hmm. But no matter what happens there, we're, we're not going to stop doing our events yeah. and inspiring um, women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we might be looking at a Patreon or mm-hmm. subscription model. Cool. You, you're familiar with that? Yes, with Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that we can, so that women, we can have a ask me anything cool. for women. Cool. Uh, we can offer uh, monthly or bi-monthly packages. So yeah. we're we're sort of putting that together, awesome. and um, and we'll be looking for uh, some some Partners. seed money and investors yeah. as nice. well. So that's mm-hmm. kind of uh, what we'll be in the fall. So if there's yeah. anyone so listening, yeah, <laughs> if this gets in touch, touch and yeah, we share the same vision, then yeah, get in touch with us. Uh, because we are looking for partnerships, even partnerships for our subscription box. Like mm-hmm. if you have something that would be uh, benefit women and that would help ignite their sexuality, please get in touch with us. Yeah, we have a very interesting uh, group of women that we're working with that hasn't uh, hasn't been completely tapped yet because we we're supposed to be fine with sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, fine. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that need this. <laughs> but not many willing to admit it. Mm, yes, yes. That's we've, we've, but the women that have been with us, they really are ambassadors. They are. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ambassadors. And, and making it safe. Yeah. yeah. We've changed a lot of lives, I think. Yeah. yeah. It definitely sounds like it. I really hope to see more lives changed. Maybe um, down the line we'll do a, another check-in podcast to see how things are going or um, another kind of related topic. But uh, it's been amazing chatting to you both. I'm excited to see where Truefell <laughs> goes. I'll be keeping my eyes so open and hopefully coming to an event as yes, well. Yes, <laughs> would love to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
I really hope you enjoyed our episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Now, make sure to head over to truefell.com. That's T-R-U-F-E-L-L-E.com to find out more about Paula and Lisa's upcoming events in the Vancouver area. You can also follow Truefell on social media. They're on Facebook and Instagram at Desire Truefell. And of course, I'll pop these links in the show notes. I'd love to know what you thought of our conversation. Please head over to the comment section on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. Please, please support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging just a couple of bucks per month so that we can keep these uncomfortable conversations going. For more information, you can visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thanks so much again for listening. Now get out there and get uncomfortable.